and welcome to Beheaded, episode number six. Welcome to Beheaded, episode number six. I'm Megan Moore. I'm Elizabeth Black. And we have a very, very old execution to talk about today. <laughs> it's a really uh, way to, good way to sell it, I think, is saying the oldest the execution oldest. we've had. Hey, you guys excited for the oldest execution the oldest thing ever. ever. I should make a pre-mention. I am getting over a cold, and I really yes. apologize because I've been hacking my face off for a week now. <laughs> and if you hear really awkward pauses and things... It's because I'm trying to edit out me blowing my half my lung out of my mouth. <laughs> I did message Megan this morning. I was like, hey, you good? Are you fine to like, podcast I, I got tonight? the expense of Mucinex. Mucinex MD Max whatever. Oh, no free ads. Oh, sorry. That's not a sponsor. We don't have those. <laughs> we don't but have we are yet. interested, so tell us. If you, <laughs> please write to us if you are interested. Uh, anyway, like Megan said, oldest execution today. Um, today we will be discussing Ramses the third. Yes. Who, an Egyptian. He's one of the last, and it's kind of funny. We were talking about this at the beginning, but, um, one of the last kind of well-known pharaohs, um, of the 20th dynasty, uh, considered one of the last, it, it, there's some conflicting ideology, like one of the last great pharaohs, maybe the first turn of the kind of negative era following the 20th dynasty of the Egyptians. Um, but we'll get into that. We first have a few follow-ups from our last episode before we jump into ancient Egypt. We do. First of all, I just want to really thank Elena, oh our Russian guest star, talking yeah. about the Romanovs with us. It was fun. Amazing. No, I was talking to Elena today, and I was like, oh, it's podcast night. I'm going to Megan's. We're doing our podcast. She was like, ah, oh. <laughs> she's like, well, if you ever want me to come podcast with you, like, not speak, but just hang out, I'll come. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Silent podcaster yeah, just so watching we might us. Have a, yeah, not tonight. She's not here tonight, but maybe in the future, Elena's just lurking in the corner, listening and like laughing hey, if quietly. if she can bring good snacks, I... That's true. I very... As the great hostess that I am, I made some like frozen <laughs> mini tacos. It had nothing on her Russian charcuterie board. No, they were fabulous though. There was sour cream and some Cholula sauce. No, no hatch green chili peppers like episode one. Oh, sure. My coughing is a natural cause. This it's is not a- caused by chili peppers. Natural causes is her cause. Uh, but okay, so in the last episode, we had mentioned at um, Nicholas, at Zara Nicholas's coronation, mm-hmm. they gave away the souvenir cups. And I did post this on Instagram, but we found the cup. We did. We were so or excited. A cup. Right after we were done uh, podcasting last time, we were talking with Elena and we were looking all over the internet. And we found on eBay, because you can find anything on eBay, we saw an 1896 Russian Tsar Nicholas cup. Um, and it's his coronation cup, and they're beautiful. It is actually okay. I have to admit, I was thinking of when you go someplace cheesy and they give you like the, the souvenir the cup, and it's plastic. <laughs> and when you dishwash it, it like it comes rubs off. off. Like I yeah. get now why they killed each other to get these cups. It oh. is porcelain. It is beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs> no, when I saw it, I was like, um, I'd easily trample at least ten people to get this cup. I it, it's it has like I think I don't know. Okay, and I'm tell me like if I'm history illiterate, but. On it, I think it's either the the Romanov crest or the Russian crest, but there's like a eagle with like all this like regalia on it on one side, and on the other side, it's his initials, and it's mostly like baby blue with little kind of like rust red as a as a liner um, and like gold throughout. It's really really pretty. It is six hundred and fifty dollars. Is that the current bid right now, or did it go up? Uh, so what I'm seeing right when we looked at it last time, it was six fifty, and what I'm looking at it right now, hey, this is a bargain for all you listeners. It is four ninety oh. or four ninety eight. Does this qualify for a like a GoFundMe? Go 
What? You what? guys want to buy us this cup? Oh, I didn't realize we had so many fans I, I didn't want to buy know. us our these listeners things. wanted to buy us this cup and then, you know, maybe we host tonight. That would like, be horrible. We it's all, all for drink charity. From the, oh, yeah. Charity. I'm charity. I'm also charity. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. maybe we host tonight where, like, we all drink from this cup and talk about, That sounds know. sacrificial. <laughs> I don't know about that. It might be. I mean, we need content, so... We, we do. Go. There's a whole episode on that. We are the execution. <laughs> yeah, the this is actually a whole like conspiracy to get you to come over and have the biggest execution of all time. Oh gosh! All right. Well, shall we jump in? I just made it weird. Go ahead. You just made let's, it let's, weird. Let's, so that was my awkward transition into like, let's get on to subject. Yeah, Megan here. was like, okay, segue into ancient the Egypt. Look, I just gave. Well, let's go. Um, <laughs> Ramses the third. Yeah. We have okay. Normally, I know we chitter chatter for a little bit, but we have so a much freaking information yeah. here. And well, I will say really quick before we get started, because this is the oldest ex- execution we've covered thus far. Um, there's a lot of conflicting theories, mm. and it's for many many reasons. You know, so much a because it's so old. All we have are these ancient papyrus scripts. We have ancient hieroglyphics, you know, just uh, different archaeological sites. So all we can do is deduct things from it. And, not, you know, ancient Egyptian is much different than, like, modern Arabic. So, you know, there are people today, there's only so many people that can e- even decipher some of these things that were written on the papyrus. How do you say papyrus? Papyri. It's like the font no, on I know, but papyri- Microsoft Word. No, no, no. Papyrus <laughs> is the um, the paper. The paper. Yeah. yeah. But how do you say like multiple papyrus? Papyri? Is that? <laughs> you made me laugh and Sorry. then cough. <laughs> but I'm gonna. I don't know if that's pa- like papyrus, but, like, like, like fungi side. or octopi. Pyrosis. Is it pyri? Like, I don't know. Papyri. I'm gonna. I don't know. Whatever. I'm gonna say papyri because I think it sounds most. I think you're making that word. I think up. I am too. But this will be the episode I think with the most pronunci- oh, mispronunciations of try. our lifetime. You guys, we listen. We listen to like documentaries and listen to different scholars say these words, and we practice. They and all we, pronounce them they, different. They, they do, yeah, they pronounce them different, and then when we get going, we say something entirely different because it's like fragments of memory. So we're sorry for all again all of our many mispronounced words. Um, but I was just going to say, but because, you know, there's only so many people in history that can like decipher these papyri <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to keep using that word. Right, just so say don't, it confidently. Don't, yeah, I did. I did. I'm going to stop laughing you did. when I say it. <laughs> um, but, and, uh, another thing with, with, uh, dealing with things this old too, um, is that depending on the culture, a lot of things were intentionally wiped from history, like because of certain disgraced characters in history, a lot of things were actually intentionally removed from history. So uh, we have a lot of things against us in terms of the right interpretation, and um, we have different technology available to us. So, you know, certain things that you could do in the 1930s, maybe like touch the, you know, skin of the mummy or whatever you can't do now because of, I don't know, just people coming and making sure like everything's handled properly. It's illegal. You can't dissect a mummy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the right term you would use, but you kind of like, um, I don't know, defile the mummy you can't like do I mean, certain what's the things. worst they would do take away your phd and say don't touch this mummy again or well but it's like but i mean but people you? who still live and is who still live in egypt and practice like mm-hmm. some of the similar culture and religion whatever oh god would they execute you for it they might yeah well they're i mean it's a bad offense to be like i'm mishandling your 
3,000 year history here. So people have to like very like carefully monitor these scientists to make sure they're not like, again, like defiling anything and they're not making anything unsacred. I don't know if unsacred is so, the word. Yeah, we were just anyway. watching all these documentaries and it's really yeah. cool. Like this is another part of history that I'm just not that familiar with and mm-hmm. mummies and Egypt and we've been doing a ton of research. So um, Ramses the third, though, this isn't just an execution story, but this is also a juicy murder story it is. because a lot here. he was murdered. And just to jump to the chase on why this uh, is an execution story is because the people who are all found guilty for setting up his murder were all executed. Yeah, all of his conspira- conspirators. Um, yeah, they were they were all executed, and like we'll get into obviously the details of their executions, as we always do. Um, but there was at least sixteen that were actually executed. There were ten that were for suicide executions. Um, so we'll talk about all of those details. But uh, but yeah, it's it's the biggest execution we've actually had so far. I know we talked about Salem witch trials, which we thought were the biggest ones. This is bigger. At that point, this is bigger. <laughs> this is a freaking pharaoh. That's why. Yeah, and pharaohs, you know, if if you know, they were essentially gods on earth. People regarded them in such a way, and that's why uh, with certain things that involved uh, pharaoh scandals or pharaoh, mur- pharaoh murders, uh, executions related to the pharaoh, they were all very like dealt with very delicately because people were afraid of offending these gods on earth, of doing something that would, uh, you know, hurt their afterlife or anything like that. All um, right. So, so I think like one way to start with Ramses is mm-hmm. he was very much a warrior mm-hmm. and he was pretty successful because he was fighting off what they called the sea people or the seamen. 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 <laughs> sea people. <laughs> um, and he had at least two battles that were big defeats. Huge noteworthy battles. Noteworthy battles mm-hmm. that he won. But by putting his country through war like that, they ended up very... like economically really poor and the people are starving and this to me the first thing i thought of was like oh my gosh here yet again another monarch who his people are starving Mm -hmm. they're in war and they all hate him because he is living in his palace enjoying the palace sitting on his throne eating off his gold plates having feasts and living the life well and unlike marie antoinette or nikki romanoff who we've covered before like those those monarchs were very much like they inherited this grand throne and they squandered most of their life away he on the other hand was again a very successful pharaoh when he was younger because he reigned for over 30 years so his reign was from uh 1186 to 1155 bc bc that's what bc because yeah it's i know because backwards yeah so you're like oh these are going in reverse okay um BC. yeah so this is three thousand years ago it was so long ago but again one of the last great pharaohs of the 20th dynasty um and so again there, there are different accounts of his life but in general people say that he was a great pharaoh when he was young because he was a war Warrior. He was known to have great military strategy, so he led all of these huge um, uh, wars against the sea people, against some of the Libyans that were invading from mm-hmm. the opposite side. Um, so he was known in his younger years to be quite an amazing pharaoh. He, you know, because he he was an all conquering, all pow- all powerful man. But as he got older, when he started approaching his fifties and sixties. 
like all, all the, some of the other monarch, monarchs that we've discussed, he really got comfortable with his wealth and his harem and his right to the throne and God-given like he didn't ability. Even realize how how much his people were starving and they were they didn't even have clothes. They mm-hmm. and they also lost all of their grain, which was a big thing. Yeah, they had this strange atmospheric thing that happened where for almost two decades there was like something that poison not poisoned, but inhibited like the the growing of grain. So they literally couldn't grow their main crop in Egypt for a while. They couldn't sell it. They couldn't sell it. So everything is being imported. Mm -hmm. Um, For high prices because none of the other prices changed because all other areas of the region were fine. But their one area was was deeply affected. And just to be clear on geography really quick, we didn't talk about this in the beginning. Um, But there, if you go like, so Cairo is kind of like northeast um, Egypt, like right on the Nile. If you follow the Nile south, more towards like the southern part of Egypt, that's where the area we're talking about is. It's where Thebes is, which is right across the Nile from the Luxor, if you've heard of these cities. Um, like, and so, like Vegas is what you're oh, saying. Yeah, like right across. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Angel is out of Oh, I, yeah, I've yeah. Been there. Chris Angel performs there. I've been there. I've been to the Luxor. She's but like, oh, you yeah. have actually been to Cairo. I have. Yeah, I have never been to uh, the lower part of Egypt, but yeah, I've been to Cairo before. So um, you're the best one to tell us. What you do. She's like doing <laughs> hand motions too. I'm like trying to follow along I'm like, geographically. This is where the Nile is, and this is how it bends through the land. Um, no, I, yeah, fun fun fact. I've been to Cairo. I've I was there for five days because I studied abroad in Athens in college. Um, so I lived in Athens for about six months, and uh, I had yeah, same, yeah, same, know, right? You know, as, as do all who go to college. <laughs> but I, I uh, Long Beach is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, Long Beach, Athens, Cal State Long same Beach. Thing. Did not go to <laughs> Athens. Shout out. <laughs> Um, but I, I lived there for six months, and um, I, I spent a weekend in Egypt. Well, not weekend. It was like a five-day excursion with all the, the girlfriends I lived with, all the, um, oh, shout-out girlfriends who I lived with in uh, Athens. Now, we all, we all went to Egypt. To, we went to Cairo for five days. And it was really, really amazing because, obviously, this, this is a place you've heard about since you were a kid of the great Egyptian pyramids and the Nile. And, like, you know, you had no idea what it was going to be like in, in present time. Um, but we had an amazing experience, honestly. Like there was moments where it was a little bit scary. I'm not gonna lie. Like mm-hmm. it's technically the Middle East, so we had to hire the same driver who took us around everywhere. Um, you know, had to make sure everything was very well planned, and we went to a very nice hotel to make sure everything was very secure. Um, but two of the like, coolest things that we did was one, we went to the Egyptian Museum, mm. which is where two of these mummies currently. And that's where Ramses the Third is. Yeah, Ramses the Third, and we'll talk about the other mummy in in a bit later here. But two of the main mummies were held. Which is funny because I told Megan we were watching this documentary on the Egyptian museum and these mummies specifically. And I was like, okay, when I went into this museum, I mean, yes, I was 19, 20. I wasn't like astute in like looking at the museum from this very, you know, uh, discretionary point of view. But I I looked at this museum as a 19 year old and I was like, this shit looks kind of thrown around. Like this, like they have so many mummies and artifacts and whatever that I swear, like it was like someone just went in there and was like, all right, like throw those five mummies over there and this pottery you're going to put behind this glass. And you know, I don't know where that's going to go. Put it over there. Like that's what it looked like. It didn't look like someone sat there and like, well thought out the layout of this museum. It looked very hodgepodge. Podgy, very hey, but also like some of go. the most historical artifacts but yeah, you could but these, ever come across exactly like so much rich history and you know and so mm. if you're a better educated person than I was when I was 19 you you would appreciate all of the things that were in there but me being so young I was just like okay there's a lot of stuff stuffed in this museum um and then another cool thing that we did was we went to the pyramids 
And so, sorry, I don't want to make the story too long, but it was very cool because we, we went to a perfume shop, like a local perfume shop where the guy also sold tours to the pyramids <laughs> and they took us, um, on camel. We had to get off on like camel back and they took us across like the streets of, of Cairo and they led us into the desert, into the pyramids, which is much closer to Cairo than many think. People think like, oh, these pyramids are in the middle of nowhere in the desert. It's right next to Cairo. Like oh, if you man. look, if you look at the opposite well, yeah, view, I've seen, I've seen like videos of it where you can see the city yeah it's a super dirty city there's garbage piled in the streets you know and they lead you through this like these little tiny corridors like into the desert and you see the pyramids and what's funny is there it's very like it's not formal like you go to a lot of these historic sites like Notre Dame or La Familia de Sangrada in Barcelona like all these places are like very well orchestrated in terms of how you get in and how you pay and whatever when you're going to the pyramids, they like have you on camels, and they're like, "Okay, it's the pyramids. Uh, there they are. <laughs> there they are." And you're like, "Okay, well, can we get close? Can we get closer? Like we're Can't. you know a hundred yards away from the pyramids." They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to pay," and we're like, oh, "Okay." And so you know, and it's it's not expensive. You throw them more. I don't know what they're called, Egyptian pounds. You're like, "Here's your Egyptian pounds. Like, let's go closer." So you get closer, and they every fifty yards, they're like, "Okay, uh, do you want to get closer?" And they, I, oh, and they keep asking they keep, for more yeah, money. Yeah, and they keep charging you, get, you. Okay, so how much does it cost I just don't to get know. there? I don't know. That's what you're saying. Like, because, I want to be there. Well, how yeah, I, I, I should have been more direct. I mean, me being 19, I was like, oh, oh I don't know. They're asking for more money. And they, they, they prey on people oh, like me. Of course. Me, you are who's an sure American. And I'm like, of college I'm like yeah, girls sure. We don't know. Target. And so we, we paid so much to the point where, again, we were at the actual pyramids. We went into one of the tombs, which is crazy. Um, but the large pyramids are the king's pyramids. They're the king's tombs. Yeah. The smaller ones, which are the ones we were able to physically go into, were the queen's pyramids. So you go down this very narrow little hall, and you're essentially going down like a backwards ladder slash stair um, until you get into the tombs at the bottom. I laid in one of the queen's tombs, like where the um, sarcophagus goes. It's like this is just this big deep thing and I had to I I not had to I wanted to they're like Elizabeth don't do it they're like don't lay in the tomb you're gonna get a weird Egyptian curse I was like I'm laying in the tomb you are absolutely 100% cursed I am I know I've had bad luck for the last 10 years because you remember what Elena said in the last episode too if you lay in the coffin then I have a problem you have multiple instances (laughs) of you being in tombs and coffins I actually have a problem I see a tomb or a coffin I'm like yeah (laughs) I'm gonna lay down in this I just I get this weird thrill um so I lay down in those and my friends did not lay down in them they were very mad at me so anyway i have a weird 10 year old at least hex on me it's you fine for sure do but e- egypt is great go there that's a long ad for oh, egypt go i hopefully all of that can stay in there because it was it was <laughs> I, I apologize a cool. long story um so people are starving um <laughs> ramses is is living on his throne in his palace mm-hmm. and i thought this was interesting the they actually caused the first strike in known history because yeah. they were so hungry and they were literally saying we are hungry they stopped working for ramses because he had hundreds of servants in his palace mm-hmm. so this is the first of people showing that they are not big fans of ramses anymore he may have gotten them through a lot of good wars and he started off on a good foot but he was stretching it out too far right and he was and all, actually for being I, I saw either 62 or between 
62 and 65 years old, but that was also yeah. pretty old for back then. And mm-hmm. he's an elderly man at this time Definitely. And, and people are getting frustrated. Right. And it's funny too, because when you hear of labor strikes these days, it's all over like, oh, our working conditions and more money. This was literally like, um, we need food. <laughs> I need basic things to survive here. Um, so that was kind of an interesting note. I was like, oh yeah, it's a labor strike, but literally they're slaves and they just need food. Yeah. Um, and the one other thing that's really important about Ramses is he had a lot of wives. and a, Yeah, big and, harem. Yeah, and it was called the harem. Mm-hmm. And actually what this murder comes down to is called the harem conspiracies. If you ever want to look up more into this, um, a good keyword is harem conspiracies. And um, this is what they kind of coined this whole situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, most pharaohs had one what was it called? The great, great wife? wife. The great wife, right. who was like their go-to number one chica. But Ramses chica. was a little greedy, and he had two great wives. Yeah, which was not normal. I can all imagine how that situation would have yeah. panned out. It's like I, two women. I, exactly. It's like okay, like you know, if you're gonna be in that era and you're gonna have a harem, you know, name one one woman the head bitch. Like she's she's the girl that's like, ooh. I lay down the rules. She's the I'm George. number one. Yeah. He's who I'm gonna he's gonna go to every time. And you guys are just accessories. You're just accessories. Like you're for fun. You're just here, you know, to give him pleasure. Whenever. It's kinda like Hugh Hefner. Like yeah. Holly was his head girl for a while. Exactly. And then he had his other play girls. Playmates. Playmates. Yeah. And that's what the harem Barf. was. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and even when they had the three main ones on Girls Next Door, I like that we're taking it to such a sophisticated level here. But um but even when he had his so three mains one, you still knew who the main Ramsey's one was. Comparing Ramsey to Hugh Hefner. Well, they're both <laughs> the old. Old? Well, uh, Many Hugh women Hefner around. recently passed, but oh, I think he is. I know. <laughs> past tense. Uh, have you seen those like funny memes where it's like, you can't really say Hugh Hefner's in a better place now. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, anyway. So, but, um, but yeah, so, two of so his two, head girls, though. Yeah, so when you pit two girls, two snakes in a snake pit together... What's going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? And he did nothing to, you know, settle the jealousies or the politics of his harem. He did nothing to make sure, like, people knew their place or, uh, you know, whatever the dynamic was in here. He didn't, he he just let them kind of fight it out and develop these gossips and these stories and whatever and just develop a mutual hatred and mutual jealousy of Mm -hmm. each other. And the harem was also isolated from the rest of the community. Mm -hmm. So they are in this palace all day long, gossiping and sleeping with the same man. You know, tempers are flaring. Yeah. And our... One of our main protagonists of the story is Queen Taya. Taya. She sounds like a... She's like number one Slytherin. (laughs) Sierra. Taya. 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 Yeah. A. A. That's Rihanna. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Uh, Queen B. Taya over here. Queen Taya, she really wanted her son... Okay, you're going to love this name. To see who could butcher it the most. No, no, no. We got this this time. Pentaware. Pentaware. We had a hard time... Pantywear. <laughs> we said pantywear. We I'm said, calling him Tubaware. Well, that's you said my, Tubaware. That's my nickname for him. We just called him P Dog at some. P-dog. We didn't know, but Pentaware is his. I feel uh, like this is like the name of like a uh, like a Tubaware brand. Okay, like if your industrial name strength, is, it's <laughs> yeah, Pentaware. Yeah. Commercial grade. Commercial grade. Um, if your name is Pentaware, you're not going to be a pharaoh. Like I hate to spoil it for you. I kind of want to name like my next future dog. Pentaware and just see who gets it. Very few populations. Not, not, no one will get it. But, but this is Queen Taya's yeah. son. And all she wanted, her, the other lead queen or Essay. great wife, 
essay, Queen Essay. Yeah. They both had sons. They were both roughly around the same age, and they both wanted them on the throne. And the other son was named Ramses the Fourth, which is a good <laughs> like. Who are which, you going to put on the throne? I'm Pensa sorry, Ramses the Fourth. Uh, spoiler alert: Which one do you think is going to take the throne, Ramses the Fourth or fucking Pentaware? Prince Tubaware. He. Is okay, so they're trying to get him on the throne, and they're really so Ramses is kind of like living out his days, he's too old, people don't like him anymore. So they come up with a plan to get rid of him, mm-hmm. and they pull a lot of people into this whole conspiracy. Well, to be clear, Taya was the one, Taya, Taya yeah. really was the I mean, essay leader, essay was this. kind of content because Queen Essay, she was obviously the mother of. Uh, Ramses the fourth so she knew inherently like well obviously my son is taking the throne he's the first in line for the throne you know I'm technically the first great wife so she really didn't have much to fear except for the jealousy of um, Taya and her son mm-hmm. so Taya was the one that concocted mm-hmm. an entire scheme and thought you know what and again when you're in a harem I mean again what do you have better to do it's kind of like what we talked about in episode two uh, with the mean girls of 16. 16- 92. Uh, what else do you have to do? You're in a harem all day with all these other women. I would plan people's deaths as well. I, I would 100% plan people's no, deaths. No, I'm too much of a Hufflepuff. I would oh, probably just like... you just frolic in the jacuzzi all day. Yeah, they did. I think they had a pool and according <laughs> to some of these documentaries, it looked really nice. Well, and what's funny too is like a lot of these references don't reference the... Uh, um, sexual relationships that these women probably had outside of the pharaoh. Again, if you're a group of, I don't know how many women. I, let's they, say we never 30, saw 50, a, yeah, we never women. saw a number. Yeah, he's a high number, whatever he has. <laughs> but but if you're one of those women locked up, I mean, odds are your eyes are going to wander. You're not just going to solely have eyes for the pharaoh. Your only fear is mortal death. Yeah. <laughs> if you get caught with somebody, but you're probably going to, you know, flirt with the pantry boys, flirt with the butlers, flirt with the guards. Like you're a woman, you're young, you're beautiful, you're in the harem. You're most likely going to have something. So, so Taya used that to her advantage. Oh where, yeah. Where she really, and again, there's no real documentation because we only have ancient papyrus scripts. We don't have real documentation, but she exerted her influence outside of the harem and used butlers, used pantry boys, used anyone well, who was in yeah, the Yeah, they started the creating these allies mm-hmm. and then they would deli- have them deliver messages for them and they started building this plan. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets really interesting is this is, we had just mentioned that there, this was 3,000 years ago and it's not really... A lot of information on exactly what happened, but now more details are coming out. But there's so many different theories. Yeah. And when when <laughs> we first decided we were going to do this episode on Ramses the Third, I quick go onto YouTube and start watching documentaries. And the very first one I watched, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is fascinating!" And this it was it. A, it was a National Geographic, but it was a little bit older. And this historian was just gun ho, so confident <laughs> that he was killed by a snake and not just snake poison put into his wine or something, but somebody actually brought in, like snuck in a viper of one of the deadliest types and 
put it in his bed, and she was even looking at the mummy like, see, those are the snake bites yeah. on his neck. And did and you I, say they held the snake in a specific way? Yeah, so they its held neck it. neck would be Yeah, they taut. would, they would like, um, squeeze its head, which evidently this type of viper would then go stiff and straight, <laughs> and it was two feet long, and they call it, like, this is the perfect weapon. And they would slide it up at their sleeve and, like, get the, like, sneak the snake in this past the guards. This is what you guards. did 3,000 years ago. And I'm ago. watching this documentary, and I'm like, holy crap, this is the coolest murder ever come and like none of that actually happened but this is where we got confused because there's so many different theories yeah up until 2011 they really got more information from doing a cat scan on the mummy and just modern technology got us the answer and they could see more and like i mentioned earlier they weren't allowed to dissect this mummy they're still not allowed to i mean there's so many sacred things um that are attached to this mummy and to ancient egypt so they're not allowed to just cut open the mummy and say, hey, Ramses third. like, what actually happened to your body? So they're barely allowed to touch the mummy Yeah, they're just gloves. skimming the surface. Yeah, they're barely allowed to touch the mummy. They're looking at it from all angles with little tiny flashlights, and when they finally do a C-scan, they're able to see all of these things inside. And what they finally discover is that he was slit deep in his throat, like so deep that it hit the vertebrae. Mm-hmm. And so, and they, But they hit it at first, and that's why nobody uh, yeah. saw this, because they put the mummy wrappings around his neck and the you people who buried him yeah and you mm-hmm. would not have known this unless you did a scan or if you opened up the wrappings which you're not allowed to do exactly but it wasn't until 2011 that we figured this out so yeah that kind of Wait, helps super, put the pieces together super random tangent hmm. um me and Megan both separately went to the Mummy Museum in downtown Phoenix. Oh, yeah, we Remember did. Remember that? We I went to the little Mummy exhibit. She went with her husband. I went with my boyfriend. Um, but uh, we, we thought it was so funny because there was one part where they talk about how in, I guess, the early 1900s, maybe late 1800s, people would buy real mummies from Egypt as like a party gag gift kind of thing. Like and a they, hand or... Yeah, yeah maybe no. maybe a whole mummy, maybe a hand, <laughs> a certain body part, and they would put it on like the dinner table after you were done having dinner and you were just drinking and talking because obviously there was no, you know, Netflix <laughs> back then. Just, and it's just and, like a piece of like a conversation topic yeah and it was like a conversation piece where you're like oh my god i bought this look at this hair ancient egypt and they would do an unwrapping ceremony where they would take apart the mummy and they'd find sometimes they'd find old jewelry or old things it's like what it made me think of is those candles that you buy and it melts down and there's a ring and it might be like a five dollar (laughs) ring or like a diamond ring we don't know yeah it's like what are we gonna find when we unwrap this as our after dinner entertainment right <laughs> we should look up Perfect that okay example. next ebay search we want to find a hand if, if there's a mummy <laughs> hand out there we will find it and start a different gofundme <laughs> oh man no but but yeah so the, that's kind of funny that now th- i mean not now they were always held sacred but back in that day there it was so like willy-nilly if you could buy these things and unwrap them so weird. now they can barely even touch like the pharaoh with their like latex gloves um going back to our story though so they know they're going to kill Ramses. There's all these people involved. And interesting part, and this for sure showed up in all of the, I'm being sarcastic, this did not show up in <laughs> any of the findings when they started excavating these mummies. But what really they theorized killed Ramses was black magic. Oh, duh. So they, they got the local magician involved. And <laughs> the local magician. The local magician From the magic hired. shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. And his job is to... They bought these little, or not bought, they made these wax figures, figures. kind of like voodoo dolls or the puppet dolls that we talked about before. Right. And their plan was to 
kind of like seduce the guards and render their their guard. And right. Well, and they uh, they actually put drugs in the air too that kind of made like hallucinogens. Not, not well, they the did magic. both. They did both of those things. Yeah, they did. They had the wax figures and they had these like drugs that were emitted throughout the air to make the the guards kind of feel funky and a little bit out. And of also it. get Ramses like seduced and isolated right. and go, which he's already pre- to be like prepared to be seduced. Right. Oh, when and he's also, going to this, his harem. This was on the night of a celebration as well. Oh. Oh, yeah, so we should mention the, the Bennett Medit. I'm gonna butcher this name, Medinet Habu Night, which is like a celebration for his reign. It was like his 30 year yeah. reign. So, night, right? so when you're in a, you're when you were a pharaoh for 30 years, they had this special celebration, uh, the the Medinet Habu, and um, every year after that they celebrate too, because I think that's like your first recognition of like, hey, you're old, and then hey, time to get yeah, going and here. Then, and then every year after that, <laughs> guess they what? Celebrate, you're gonna get murdered tonight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we celebrated your first 30 years, and then your 31st year, and your 32nd year, and your 33rd year. Um, so yeah, so that was when they they plotted all of this, and again, this is in um, the Thebes area across from Luxor. And really, the only way we know all of this is from the ju- judicial papyrus of Turin that we had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is um, basically like the court documents. It was e- like quote unquote Egyptian court documents of what's going on. Yeah, so it's this huge document. It's an this eighteen foot scroll. Eighteen foot sc- foot scroll. This ancient papyrus. Uh, it's a lot of fragments. A lot of it was removed. Um, and again, there's only I forget what they said in the documentary, but there's only a handful of people that can even decipher it. Because of it's in a different uh, language, it's in like hieroglyphics. Well, yeah, but people know hieroglyphics. It, it was like it was ancient Egyptian something or other. I don't know. It was it was a form uh, of script that not many people can read. Um, so they're kind of deducing what happened just from this script, and this script was very cool. I wish we had a translation. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, if you don't have a PhD, you can't see everything online, unfortunately. So, so Megan and I were like looking. We're like, "Oh, I found the translation," and it was like locked. You must have like a Cambridge password to log on yeah, and see more. Has a PhD, I'm like, can get damn. these records for us. So, if anyone can find, uh, yeah, the, these specific papers, that would be fabulous. Um, but, uh, but basically, the, this document outlined every single conspirator, like what they did, their level of guilt. Um, and what their sentence was, which is the most fascinating part because all the sentences, there's so much speculation as to what happened to each individual conspirator, each individual person. Uh, and they, I, we, we saw snippets of it. Um, I want to shout out, I'm going to say Alexander Lakhanov, Hmm. who's a research scholar from Cambridge, um, but he wrote a paper on this. So he wasn't able to you know, translate the exact documents, or maybe I didn't see that part because I'm not a PhD. Um, but he has this portion where he outlined all of the executions and forced suicides um, of the case. So, so Yeah, so let's get a little bit into that too. Mm-hmm. So what we know so far is it's on the night of their celebration, and he gets cut in the throat. Um, the mummy also showed that a toe was cut off, possibly by an axe, which makes it look like there was multiple a assailants. There or was a struggle. Assailants. Um, mm-hmm. But for sure, he dies. And actually, this in itself is part of the different interpretations. Some people think that had it have been poison or the snake, like the one theory I saw before, <laughs> they thought he didn't die right away. Some people didn't know weeks. if he died at all. Yeah. But at this point, I think in time, I think we're, we're confident we're to say clear. he got his throat cut that night mm-hmm. and maybe a toe and he's dead. And of course, 
people are pointing fingers. And unfortunately, they weren't that quick and not that smart because they found the text of their messages <laughs> and kind of putting this plan together. Their ancient papyrus, like, yeah. it was passed through, you know, it's butler like in, boy it's to like pantry in, uh, boy. Like in high school, you have your little notes. Well, they found their notes. Very incriminating. In the end, there's 33 people who are all a part, a part of this plan. Mm-hmm. Some of these people are the chief of the chamber, the pantry dude guy, the magician... Um, there's actually uh, the snake lord, the snake and the lord of the snakes, which is part of the reason they thought maybe a snake yeah. was involved. Because these are like they the still, snake charmers. Right. And they still do think that there may have been some snake poison involved, like even though he was um, slit in the throat. They think it might have been like a Ross Butin situation from the last episode where he was poisoned first to see if that would kill him. And maybe when it didn't, they're like, oh, we need to do something more drastic and slit his throat. So there still are, you know, we again, like unconclusive, inconclusive rumors. Rumors um, that there was some snake venom involved that maybe have put in his cup or something. Yeah. Because there's a lot of evidence. You know, they were really trying to, to get rid of him. So, yeah. you know, do all you can. Uh, and this is, I love this part. So there's 12 judges and <laughs> they're, they put them all on trial. They're actually torturing them as well, trying to get information, all that good stuff. Uh, there's 27 men and six women of the harems. And... Of course, the six women are like, well, we don't want to be accused. Let's uh, get some of these judges and seduce them. Yeah. I mean, they, if you're good at one thing, you, you work it. Yeah, you work, <laughs> you, you work your talent. So they had a little party with five of the judges, and they were drinking, and they were partying, and they were absolutely trying to get on their good side. And kind of manipulating the decision of what was going to happen. This is while the trial is going on. Right. Um, and these five judges, they they got caught. They got caught. They done, they done got <laughs> well, caught. Well, I actually, I saw that there were six. <clears throat> so I saw that, and we were laughing at this, um, but, but in um, part of the um, uh, judicial papyrus scripts, we saw that of these judges, one was actually forced into suicide. And, Four were mutilated. Mm-hmm. One was given a verbal reprimand. <laughs> reprimanded. This was what I got. Suicide. So really quick, though, we'll talk more about what this suicide means. But this was actually a form of execution of them saying, hey, you got to go kill yourself. You got to go kill so yourself. So he was committed to suicide. Disfigurement. They got their ears and noses cut off. One, all it said was reprimanded. Like and a slap like, on the wrist. Literally makes me think of like, you're like, oh gosh, we forgot to tell Jerry that he wasn't <laughs> supposed to do that. Um, Megan, did you tell Jerry that he was supposed to be executed? You know what? I'm just going to give oh. him a, a quick talking. Hey, Jerry, shouldn't have done that. This is your first warning. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a written warning. Maybe we put this on some papyrus. <laughs> and next, no, time, no, no. next time you do this. <laughs> Don't worry. I told Jerry that if he does this again, it is it's not over. tolerated. It's he will not be okay. disfigured or he has to commit suicide. This is a zero tolerance kingdom. If he does it again, zero oh. tolerance. Ooh, I'm warning you. Oh, but it really didn't work out for, for the women either. But so according to, again, the judicial papyrus of Turin, um, the, all the sentences were giving out. And the, that's what this document entails mm-hmm. is person and what what it included the defendant's name, the crime and the sentence. And it was as simple as I have a quote of one of them actually said he was placed before the nobles of the court of examination. They found him guilty. They brought his punishment upon him. Like some of them were as simple as they were, that. But they were a bit vague. And they what's, also what's, changed their names. They too. did. I was going to say. So one thing that they did, and um, 
I think this shows, again, their reverence towards the afterlife because uh, a few notes that we read said that they, they changed their names or gave them fake names in these trials to introduce them to the afterlife of this is who you're dealing with in the afterlife. So some, some names that were uh, given, this blind servant, Ra hates him. Ra hates him. The snake demon, evil one in Thebes, Ra blinds him. His ear cut off and the evil hui, whatever that means. Imagine if they just change your name as like yeah. the one that no one likes. Right. And these are people that were actively involved. Now maybe the gods Ooh. will actually think that and this so is their name. They, they pass them on into the afterlife with these names like, ah, we really got him. Ra knows he hates him. <laughs> and this is such a big part though of Egyptian culture of the afterlife. And mm-hmm. we it was really hard to find information on what why they intentionally had some of them commit suicide is that because it was unclear if that was a harsher punishment than being disqualify them from the afterlife if you kill yourself it may have in that case that's like a punishment on a punishment like not only do you have to Mm -hmm. die but you also don't get the afterlife that we all praise for and get excited for it might have barred you from afterlife or they might have loved the sheer fact that it kind of messed with you psychologically. Because, mm-hmm. like, you being like, okay, you're sentenced to die by burning, which was a common thing in Egypt where they burn people alive. But you can get, you know, dragged to the stake. Yeah, but versus, you're, you're being dragged. Come on, do, do it, do it. Right. Like making you do it yourself. Right. You fighting for your life and being dragged to a fire is different than you standing in a room alone, maybe, just being like, all right. Do it. I gotta do it. Because that, like, again, psychologically, it's like, who it's knows like how much time you had. jumping off the cliff on your own yeah. versus someone pushing Oh, you. my gosh. Yeah. It's like, I, I'd almost rather be pushed. It's like, hey, you know what? You don't... Just, just push me. <laughs> I don't want to have well, to do this on my own. And the third thing I read is perhaps they gave the sentence of suicide um, to some of the more higher people who were... Mm-hmm. who were um, accused. A little more of a luxury. Yeah, But again, we don't not, know if it was a luxury. Because it's not public then, because then those were private executions, and they didn't have to do it in front of everybody. They were just, you know, cozy in their bed. We and did know that Pantaware had a private execution. He was one of the 33 who was committed to suicide. Mm-hmm. And I saw, uh, I watched one thing that it was poison. However, there's also new theories that he was When they hanged. did these new C-scans of the bodies and everything, what they saw was that his, his lungs were really enlarged. And based on the way that his head was positioned and his throat was kind of like cinched, they, they actually think that it was a strangulation, like a self-inflicted strangulation. He, yeah. So maybe he hanged himself. He hanged himself. Um, but we can't be quite sure because, there, again, there's a lot of different theories around it. It depends on who you talk to and what, what researcher looks at the body. And because we're not allowed to dissect the bodies, we can only see so much. Um, so some people think, again, that it was a um, private ceremony that he had where he maybe strangled himself uh, or, or suffocated himself. Others think that it was actually one of the only instances of, like, alive mummification so they might have like thrown him into a tomb where he was struggling for breath and that's why his lung- Which lungs became so... Which is kind of what we wanted so, to be, right? We, like, well, we I were actually searching. Scene, like, we were cut searching, your tongue yeah. out, throw you in the tomb, put Again, scorpions in there. We always take it back to movies, but The Mummy, fabulous movie, and yeah, we were looking for like... Ooh. I was looking for that execution yeah, like, and I couldn't like, find who's it. Who's actually been mummified alive? We've got to know. Like, who, who cut their organs out while they were still alive and they cut their tongue off when they were like an inch from death? Um, but this was one of the only ones we saw that might have been a speculation as to a mummification alive is because he's he's also referred to as a screaming mummy because when you look at his corpse, 
his like jaw is literally like jammed to he one side. He looks like he's screaming. He looks like he's screaming. He's like gasping. It's for really air. actually a frightening image. Yeah, we'll post a picture of it. We'll post a picture. You'll hate it. <laughs> you will hate it. It's I disgusting. hope you hate it. I hope you hate it. Um. So this is interesting. So because Queen Taya and her son Tubbaware were the only, t- they were kind panty of like wearer. panty wear. They were like the main, um, like. What am I trying to say? Like the focus, the um, the conspirators. The conspirators. Yeah, I mean, this. The, this conspiracy benefited. They were in them the middle the of it. Most. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they, they benefited them the most. Um, so their tombs were actually like, which makes so they said that they erased their names off their tombs. I also got to think, why do they even put their names on there in the first place if they're just gonna? That, they that was kind of funny to Maybe me they too because didn't put him on there at all. I, yeah, I saw some some references like that. They're like, oh, they removed him from the tomb and they did this to the tomb. I'm like, why? But he was already dead, so you put him in the tomb and then you were like, hey, but that we'll was, show him that and we'll erase like, this tomb, right? That was another layer to their punishment, though. Was let's remove their legacy mm-hmm. and that also again disqualifies them from the afterlife if they don't have this elaborate tomb and mummification mm-hmm. and so there is almost nothing on queen Taya except for the court documents the court documents and potentially there was one like mural on exactly, the side of the I was building. gonna say the mural yeah. that looks like she got hacked out of it like it, somebody they, they, they carved out her part of the tomb yeah so the cartouche the mural yeah the, the cartouche is your Egyptian name it's like a little bubble where it has your proper name in, inscripted in so if your cartouche is gone your name is gone so there was one big mural um, in Thebes where her maybe, we don't know if it's hers but a woman is standing next to the pharaoh and it has her cartouche like very intentionally removed like a very long time ago so that is some there's some speculation there that that is where you know she takes her place in history even though it's removed but there's no other name of hers other than the court documents and there's nothing about the other women so we don't know how the women died no um i also and again I, i hate that this is like an episode like we've heard this but we've also heard this but it's just true like there's just so there's a lot, but there's also more questions than answers with all of the evidence we have. From, I mean, 3,000 years ago, it's it's not... We, it's not fresh. So much of it is lost. <laughs> yeah. But I saw evidence... Some historians said that the remaining people who were executed were burned to death at mm-hmm. the stake, which is a common... It was a common Egyptian execution. Right. Others say that they were impaled, impaled. which... Oh, that's, oh, they, that's they, a they, giant they, spike they coming a, through your body. And they made it a point to say slow impalement. Slow impalement. So that was somewhat of a common thing. To, well, not common, like, but... The messed up part of me, and that's probably this is why I do this podcast is I almost wanted to be impalement just because that's so bad. It's so cool. <laughs> no, it's so cool and it's so gross to yeah. be slowly impaled with a spike. Exactly. And as we mentioned before in like the Marie Antoinette episode, how the guillotine was like the modern new hop and hot invention at the time of like, oh look how quickly we can kill someone. This is a thousand years before they Christ. They didn't want it They quick. didn't want it to be quick. Well, or, or even if they did, they couldn't do it quickly. So a lot of ways that they killed people was slow and painful. It they was, did have beheadings. It was, they well, did, they did. They it, but, did but they were more hack, hacking kind of decapitations where it wasn't swift. It wasn't a guillotine. It was very much like a severing saw-like thing, which I, was... Awful. I have a list of the ways Me Egyptians too. I was going to say, I'm literally people. looking at my list right now. Um, drowning was very common, yes, too. drowning. Burning alive. I have what's called the cane, yes. which is what they did is there was a, but a that's, cane. That's non-fatal. That's just torture. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it, I have, yeah. It could I, potentially kill it them. Can, it can kill them. I, but I made a note that they did this for illegal traders, tax yep. evasion, yep. and then mm-hmm. people who like... Like stolen goods. Stolen goods and yeah. things. They would do 100 strokes of the cane plus five severe cuts. So like a big hack. <laughs> they like to take off little body parts. Yeah. Like ears. That was another one. Disfigurement and mutilation. They that, they did that, that, was, that a lot for thieves. Yeah. A lot of thieving. Kind of like Aladdin, you know, where if you take I an apple, a, you get your I hand have cut a note. Off. Disfigurement and mutilation plus fines. Plus fines, also they, fines. Not only would you get your ear cut off, but then you'd have to pay you for pay it. you pay a little bit. <laughs> Do you think, speaking of paying for it, because we've talked briefly in the past how you had to kind of pay for your executioner. Oh. Do you think when they had to commit suicide, that was like, hey, I don't have to pay for an executioner. It's a DIY. Want, yeah, no, it's true. It's like, it's like, okay, you want the expensive death or do you want like the DIY death? Like you can just do it yourself. You just take if care you of it. We'll just like cut you out might, a lot of the show. We'll, yeah, yeah. We won't give you much material here. But you have, to work do with. you think they had a deadline? Like you have to have it done by this I feel like they day. have to. You have to have a deadline if you're talking about suicide. Ooh. 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 Um, <laughs> they also did an imprisonment in deep pits and wells for debtors, people who are in a lot of debt and for deserters. <laughs> Um, and then their prisoners of wars were impaled on spikes. Or just slaves. Or became slaves. <laughs> um, but what, one thing that was funny, too, is like we talked about with the, um, uh, the tr- this trial, is that sometimes the pharaohs wouldn't really want to be held responsible for the death of other people. So they would either, either leave it up to their oracles or their viziers, like these people who were these mystique people who decided the fates of others. They kind of left it up to them to like, you decide the sentence because I'm just the pharaoh. I'm, I'm a god on earth and I love all beings. You are the one that's supposed to like implement the harsh like yes. like, like things we're jumping earth. around here but we, this we know is we are because we i think you but, can tell we're excited that's why we're no, jumping we're really about a little bit this. but that's a really good thing you bring mm-hmm. up elizabeth is the way that they even came to the conclusion of what their deaths if they were going to be sentenced to death or not was hey let's talk let's talk to the gods first let's talk to the gods they would they would involve the priests they would take hallucinate hallucinatory is that the word like hallucinations hallucinogens yeah so they <laughs> excuse me it better speak to the gods right and then they used an oracle of it's the best visual i have of this is like a ouija board but it was yeah. like this big thing that they paraded and it was kind of like you know the ouija board you ask a question yes or no and you let it move on its own they would have this oracle and they would parade it around and once the oracle started to move they would stop and they're like okay we're gonna get an answer and then you ask a direct question should this person be sentenced to death and if the people who were holding the oracle in this parade started moving forward, it was a yes. If they started moving backwards, it was a no. But supposedly it was the <laughs> gods who was like forcing them to walk in that yes. direction. But really, it was their the own. Gods they were making their own decision. Of course, they all walked forward. They were all getting killed. <laughs> Ooh, Why if, if they keep walking forward the way they have been, it's a yes, they should be executed. Sorry, you yeah. did you have something else? You look like you were ready to say something and I was excited no, about No, I mean, the oracle, again, so. sorry, mine's a little bit backwards because we talked about the the, the follies of the lesser punishments or the torture, but I was just going to go back to really quick the uh, the reason why that they would burn people alive or decapitate them, like the harshest punis- punishments, 
were usually crimes against the afterlife. So if you raided a tomb, if you defiled a monument, like things that meant something in the afterlife, that was usually when the most harsh form of punishment was was given. Because like things like theft or whatever, again, they like Megan and I just described, like they all had different levels of punishment, but the harshest things you could do were like again, defile the gods or defile the afterlife. Like you know, do something that really hurt like a tomb or someone entering the after- afterlife. Which is funny because of all these examples, we didn't mention murder. Like murder wasn't right? a bad it's all thing. Like tax and and debt. Yeah, and- it's like if you were a fraud, if you stole things, it's basically like a big government ploy. <laughs> like there's no real wow. like. Wow, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and that's something I read too. That it was like it, they were basically saying that it's funny that you don't see many examples of like murder and manslaughter and what they would do to murderers because that wasn't a huge crime. Maybe we need to go back to Egypt. I hey Actually, hey, no. <laughs> I'd go back. <laughs> I get I away with some things. I would love to take a time machine and just see what actually happened that night. Because again, every mm-hmm. single thing we read and saw had some different element to it. But I would absolutely love to go there, watch what happened. But I'd want to be sure I can leave. Real I was going to say I would not want to live and stay in. 1100 BC or affect history. <laughs> I wouldn't mind affecting it. She's like, so no, that's good. that's fine. I just don't want to live in it. Like, I feel like that is a crummy time to live in. Ooh, I mean, yeah, I yes, barely no. Had clothes. No, I know. Okay, when you go back in time, you first of all have to be like, okay, I'm giving up these certain things that I'm used to, certain like uh, materialistic things, comfort, heat. <laughs> I don't know, and to be a harem, and then but okay, harem positives. Uh, you have like they drink a lot. Did you drink a lot? You they swim party a lot. lot. You party a lot. You hang out with the pharaoh and you exert like your will on I'm him. I'm really visualizing this like the Playboy Mansion. It is, you know, and I mean, well, again, I'd rather be in a harem than in the Playboy Mansion. And the harems were either other like princesses of royalty, or they were pulled in to be a harem because they were so beautiful. Exactly. So, so that would be us. Here you obviously. Are. Obviously, obviously, we would be the harem. And you just hang out all day. Actually, I'd probably be the dirty kid outside <laughs> on, the, on the wall begging for food with my scrappy dog. <laughs> Excuse me, I cannot breathe. No, you're fine. <coughs> the last break. bit we really need to talk about is the mummy man E, yeah. which we already revealed. So we know we, we they found Tupperware. Yes, Pantyware. <laughs> Pantyware. Pantyware. Um. So man E was kind of this mystery mummy they had for a bit, and they. They didn't dubbed ha- him Man E. Yeah, they dubbed him Man E because they didn't know exactly who he was. They had theories it was Pantoware. Lo and behold, they did their DNA tests and their studies on him. This also wasn't until like 2011, by the way. Yeah, this, this was very pretty recent. recent. And again, as Elizabeth had mentioned, he was also named the Screaming Mummy because he had that horrific face and his lungs were, his chest was expanded Mm -hmm. and he was also wrapped in goat skin, which is a... Impure It's like a dirty thing to put, like putting a mummy and mummifying them and, and, oh, sorry, I'm getting crazy here, flopping things around. Um, Putting a mummy. I got excited. The goat skin was uh, kind of like... Again, all about the afterlife. It made them impure and dirty. And it's kind of like throwing like a dirty toothbrush into someone's coffin, right? Like, <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I think I actually stole that from you earlier. You made that reference. I didn't say a dirty toothbrush into oh, someone's maybe coffin. Maybe I made it up. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. And the biggest thing in my mind, okay, they called him Man-E. 
what happened to A B C and D? A B C D. Who are these mummies? Okay, maybe it was Ramses the first, the second. But don't they know those mummies? The I feel like they've other they have and the you third? been there. You tell me. I haven't been to Thebes. I've been to Cairo. I mean, but but yes. Oh, so so in Cairo, at least the way that they described it to me, these uh, you know, five Egyptian pound people that took you around on camels. The way they described history to me there was that each pyramid is dedicated to one king or queen. So the large pyramids are the kings and the small pyramids are the queens, but there was no like shared burial space or shared tomb. And what we found out when we were looking at these documentaries is literally all the Ramses kings, pharaohs were shoved into one like secret tomb. Like they had a secret tomb so that there would be no tomb robbers. And there was a place where it was Ramses the first and Ramses the great, who was also Ramses the second and Ramses the third and then Man E. <laughs> and, Man E. And, you know, a few others who were just like shoved, all their sarcophagus were just kind of like in disarray in this one room, which is so strange. Why would they at least line them up if they're well, that that's, that's organized? Exactly. Well, you're not even it's organized. It's just like the Cairo super, Museum. Just throw them all around, yeah, disorganized. I don't know what it is, but I mean, you know, it, everything you read about Egyptian history, it's all of this ceremony and this diligence about specific things, you know, and how things are buried and where people are put and what means what and what things you have around you when you die. And so it was just kind of ironic that in this documentary, like, yeah, they found this secret tomb and there's all these sarcophagus scattered around and here they are. So, so fast. Yeah, but Man E was like, among them. Oh, that's such an exciting find, though, to confirm, A, that's him. Like, all of this stuff. Knowing, oh. like, this is really a homicide of the past and, like, confirming right. that Ramses III was for sure cut, by, cut in the throat and it was a murder. And no, finding his son, finding the, the not just his son, but his son who murdered his dad, yeah. and, um, putting Which, all of this together. Really quick, too. I mean, why would you put your murderous son in a tomb with you? If I was murdered by For, my future like, child, punishment. I, but why would you have him next to you? I'd be like, oh my god, burn that kid, throw him in the Nile. I never want to see him again. Like it's just funny, and not that you're alive when you have these orders, but you know, if it were me, I'd be like, here is your disgraced burial, or here's your like thing that you're going to be uh, carved up and thrown in. It wouldn't be this very ceremonious thing of where you're buried next to me. That seems like torture. I feel like that's more torture. Just. Being buried next to the person. Exactly. I mean, that's almost as torturous as you being, say, a researcher your whole life. I don't know, say from the 1930s to the 1980s or 90s, believing in like a certain type of Egyptology, a certain history, and then finding out in 2011 that all of your history is wrong. Or even like that first documentary I watched, which was a pretty recent documentary. Oh, yeah, so like snake imagine lady. that historian. Oh, Because she was gosh. so common, like, there's the snake bite. Here's and then the snake be like, bite. Do you see it? And then they'd be like, oh, shit, I got I messed up. Yeah, that's one thing Megan and I kept talking about when we were looking at all these conflicting theories of all the pharaohs. <laughs> we're like, that sucks that, like, you have a PhD in this subject and you got it all so wrong. Not that we're experts. Hello. We are absolutely oh, the, sorry. the number one source that you we should We are the through. number one source. But, again, to spend your whole life at Cambridge and, you know, different uh, museums as the curator and or whatever. And that's your life's work. And you're, that's your life's work is saying, like, this is how this pharaoh died, and I know this because of this evidence. And then maybe when you're 95, they come out with new evidence. It's like, actually, we have DNA testing now. Like, actually, we that's have C scans. That's not true. Uh, oh, that's wrong. Well, all of, I would 
would feel like a fraud. I would probably give myself viper poison. Well, it also like gets me excited though. What else is going to come? Like that's, this is that's what's we're cool. in the very end of 2019 right now. Yes. Who's to say in another new decade five years, coming up? We, I know. We are. I know. Hol- Christmas is next week. Oh goodness. Goodness. We've done all Not of our ready. Christmas shopping. Okay, Elizabeth, last thing we have to talk about. We said we were going to do this in our last episode. A timeline of everything we've talked about thus far. Exactly. So occasionally, uh, from time to time, we're going to have a segment that's just timeline check. And uh, that's going to be, of all the episodes we've talked about, how do they fit in order? Because I don't know about everyone out there, but for me, personally, in history, like I love learning about history, but I my mind tends to like compartmentalize it. Like It's during this one specific time and place in history, and I never think about it in terms of the grander whole. So we wanted to make sure to pause during this episode to say, okay, of all the executions we covered so far... How do these all fall in line? Like, where were where are they? they? What, what time? Yeah, what time were they at? So, so our um, oldest is here, Egypt, 1155 BC. Here, Thebes, Egypt, 1155 BC. The second oldest would have been Richard Roos. Don't forget our best friend who was boiled alive. Like Go a Richard. Goose. Really proud of him for going through that. <laughs> and that was 1531. That was King Henry VIII in England, 1530. The first of many Tudor executions that we're going to have. Next up, our second episode, we talked about the Salem Witch Trials. Yep. That was, of course, Salem, Massachusetts, USA in 1692. Next up, we had William Kidd of 1701. Mm -hmm. Shortly after. Actually, that was like, he was there in... New England. No, that's funny of. to think about that's is the funny, overlap. Yeah. He got arrested in Boston, yeah. which is right outside of Salem, yeah. only like a few he could, years He could later. have met any of these he women. He could have been a witch. Oh. oh. And think then about they, that. Okay. <laughs> this is, where, this is where things intertwine. <laughs> Theory. He's actually a witch, and they missed out in that window of time to execute him for that, so then they got him as a pirate. He would be warlock. Warlock. Turned pirate. Right. But yes. Warlock turned pirate. Yeah. Hanged Fact. 1701. Look it up. Arrested in U.S., but hanged in England, because he was of... English descent. English descent. Yes. Um, next Scottish. up, we had our lovely Miss Marie Antoinette, Ooh. our very first episode that Ooh had la la. very poor sound quality because it was before the Iron Maiden started. Thank and you for we, listening to that and sticking with us until now. We've learned a lot since episode we one. We I've learned about gain on the microphone. Oh, sorry, gain. Gain. I've learned about um, not having a glass table to oh, talk no glass on top tables. of the wine is still present we wine haven't talked about present. our liquor in this one we talked about we are uh, drinking wine no we, all, we always have syrup. wine assume we always have wine <laughs> to, today we have this is a mixture what do they call it being slizzard is that what you call slizzard. it slizzard um and we also learned don't don't cook with green chilies yeah <laughs> we've come a long way come a long way uh occasionally have russian hosts russian hosts which leads us to our most current execution was the Romanovs who were killed in 1918. Yeah, so they are the most recent execution. So, we've so we, we spanned span in history millennia. all over the world. Right. Um, a lot more to come. I think really, like when we first started talking about doing this podcast, we're like, oh, but is there really going to be enough episodes? And we we've started making lists and we have so like many years of content seasons. for you. So stick with us. Yeah. Where, um, we've got a lot to go through. And of course, suggestions. Um, please. Always open. And as new findings come out, you know, say they do new mummy scans in a few years, we'll t- we'll have some follow-ups and tell you some more history on the, the current stories. 
But yeah. Cool. Well, that's Lots all I topics. have. Yeah. Any any last words, Elizabeth? Ooh. Ooh. <gasps> Wait. Did we just get a sign off? I was gonna say we still don't have a sign off, but what? I kind I kind of like what you just out. said there. I was actually just asking if you had any last words, but um, I don't. Should we just? And cut now it with we that? do the axe.